1: Hello and welcome to the Eurogamer Newscast, and this week we're discussing the biggest Xbox leak in history. We're looking ahead to the Switch 2's potential launch lineup. We're asking why there are so many industry layoffs, or at least that's what I would be saying. If you're listening to the Eurogamer Newscast, hello, I'm Tom, Eurogamer's editor and host of our weekly discussion podcast, where we break down the biggest gaming news stories and share insight from our news reporting team. Head to your favorite podcast app now to listen. Just search Eurogamer Newscast.
0: So for different people at home, like, I think it takes some time to figure out, like, why are you lazy? Like, what's the reason behind that? And, and the cool thing is, like, once you figure out, like, what, what, what's underneath your laziness, then you can go about changing
2: it, right? Okay. So
0: Derek, what are we talking about, man?
1: Uh, man, I don't know. Because like I've been talking, like I got this set up a month ago with with Moses, and so um, I've had time to think about it. But then slowly over time, you've answered my questions, or like the things I was curious about.
0: Fantastic. Okay. So well, it's then, like it's nice know. to meet you, and we'll we'll see you next time. I guess.
3: Yeah. No. 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 So t- tell um, me.
0: So walk us through that a little bit. Well, so first of all, I'm I'm thrilled that uh, the stream has been helpful in some way. And um, I think this is my this is my fastest time to curing another human being. <laughs> oh, I'm
1: not cured, but oh, like well, you know, I have I have a I have a guide so to speak. Okay,
0: so why don't you tell us where you were a month ago and and what's been helpful for you on stream?
1: Um. So for me, I've been, I guess, for a bit, little bit of a backstory, I guess, to kind of get to where I w- was today, is so. Um, I used to be living with a bunch of my friends. I was like, my life was chill. I was going to the gym, had like a job I tolerated. Everything was like, you know, it wasn't terrific, but I had things to work towards. Um, And then I had a falling out with one of my friends. And then basically my life went from like chilling to fucking nothing. And um, I ended up moving back in with my parents, had to quit my, I like ended up quitting my job. Uh, cause I didn't like it anymore. And just basically I went from like everything to nothing. Um, so that kind of put me in a bit of a shit zone for lack of a better term. Huh. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, ever since I've been living with my parents, it gets really hard. Cause I live about an hour and a half out from all my friends. Um, and I kind of had trust issues with a bunch of my friends because of the falling out, um, I was like, okay. I didn't feel like anyone really backed me up when that happened. Okay. So um, I was kind of like isolating myself from everyone and like basically went from having a social life and like working to basically becoming a neat. And then also becoming I the a what? Job, a neat, like a. What is that? It's like someone who doesn't leave the house, basically, doesn't have a job. There was it? It's the. What's the term? It's an acronym. Okay, uh, I'm sure
0: I'm sure Twitch chat can help us.
1: Not in education, employment, or training. So ah, that's, so that's like a nini. Yeah. Yeah. Like so,
0: I, I, a couple of years ago, I was working with someone from South America who was telling me that their son was a nini, and I was like, "What's a nini?" And they said, "Ni trabajo ni estudiar." So this is an interesting phenomenon that's happening across the world. It's n i n i, right? This. Um. And there's actually a fascinating paper. Can I... Okay, I know... uh, Can I be a research Andy?
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: Okay. So I'm gonna be a research Andy. And, um... Oh, shit. I wanna find this paper. Damn it. Ah, here it is. So this is the... Let me see. Scholar, fascinating. So I have a buddy who's an economist at uh, HBS, and they were telling me I was telling about this video game addiction stuff that we do. I'm posting mm-hmm. this in chat. And um, there's a really fascinating trend that's going on, and we'll get to your psycho- psychological issues, but I think it's fascinating that the no- a number of young men who are entering the first the workforce is like gone down for the first time in human history.
1: Yeah, I so, remember reading that.
0: Yeah, and. Um, and and there's uh you know, it's interesting because generally speaking, like men like around the age of twenty five are the strongest contributors to the workforce worldwide. And that mm-hmm. has started to dip. And I think it's because these these NEETs or these not you said not an education training or what?
1: Uh employment. employment.
0: Yeah, need needs. So it's like a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. So you, you, you needed yourself? You became a knee? Uh,
1: kind of. I kind of actually kind of got fucked. So I basically wasn't. So I live in Vancouver, which is a really expensive city. It's yeah. like one of the most expensive cities in Vancouver. Um, And for a long time, I wasn't making enough money because I was like working at a club and like was making $1,000 a month, but was like, it's going to hold out, boys, hold out. And then it never held out. And I ended up like getting pneumonia and like almost hmm. dying, went to the hospital and then basically had to quit that job. And so my life in the past year has been like just a series of kick is, kicks to the ass. Okay. Um, so yeah, Good I guess you, to, to put it, to put it in perspective, I got out of school for music, worked in a club for about a year, got pneumonia, went in the hospital, was like have to quit the club because it's not a healthy lifestyle, wasn't making enough money, putting myself into debt. So I got another job then was working that job for three months was like okay i'm gonna work my way up this job then realize oh they're gonna pay me fuck like no money to do a bunch of work was like okay fuck this job my mom helped me find a new job that paid well seemed promising was like okay i could because i can't go back to school like that's not a realistic thing for me okay i can't afford it and so i'm like okay i'm gonna try and find careers and stuff that allow me to learn and and pursue my skills or whatever you know so great was working that job did that for two weeks they ended up firing me out of nowhere uh why they said so this so it was like an office job right and it was for um like restoration and so basically they were like yeah you can work this office job you have to you just have to go work out in the field for a while I mean, I was like, okay, I'm not really like a labor guy. I never have claimed to be. And I was like, but whatever, like, if this is why I need to do that, okay. Then basically, I had to do labor for like four weeks. And I was just like, this is not me. I don't understand how this is teaching me how to work in the office. Like, this is not. And they basically fired. And I went up to that. I was like, hey, listen, like, I don't really understand how this is going to apply to my future. Like, what, like, how this is going to teach me what, because it was basically like a project administrator role. Hmm. so i was like i don't understand how this is gonna help me and the guy co- leaves comes back he's like yeah we're deciding to let you go i was like okay and then yeah like basically okay that, that fucked me over because like my whole plan i was basically just back on my ass okay Um. Uh, so yeah like the past five or six months have just been me having a, like me getting my ass kicked then me like okay whatever i'm just gonna roll the punches here's a new plan and then my plan falling through and then like yeah. So now I'm just like burnt out because it's like I, f- I have a job now, it's fine. It's not glamorous. I'm like a receptionist. It's not terrific, but yeah. Uh it it pays the bills and like yeah, man, it's strong I'm, work, I'm dude. Just, yeah. So so now I'm kinda like, well fuck, like I need to
0: So tell me about this out. falling out with your friend.
1: Um it's kind of so it's kinda like the Lucy Pie thing. Uh, okay. my friend was really toxic. I think I don't want to say he's envious cause I feel like that's, I don't know. I just feel like that deflects all of my problems. Um, but when describing it to, you know, other people, they're like, I think he was envious of you. That's why he would put you down all the time. And I'm also the person who generally doesn't stand up for myself hmm. too often. Um, so I had, I've, this is the second time I've had a friend like that where we were really close friends but they would put me down a lot um but yeah i mean that's not really something i want to focus on today cuz it's like i've kind of grown past that and realized that
2: hmm.
1: you kind of get what what you you're treated how you allow yourself to be treated so
0: true true so what do you want to focus on today
1: um i mean i just feel like i'm not really getting anywhere cuz like I don't know. I mean, it probably doesn't help that a lot of my current situation is external forces. But well, with the whole jobs and stuff. Um mm-hmm. cuz yeah, like I went to school for music, which is on paper a great idea, but <laughs> um I ended up hating it. I really did. I I was super I love music, like it's my passion 100%, but the way I describe it to employers and people who ask me why I quit it is it's like seeing how the sausage is made. You're like this is gross. Like I love music too much that I don't I don't I don't want to see the grossness of it, you know? Um because it can be a really gross industry.
0: Yeah, okay. Um I'm just going to think for a second, Derek. So, I'm trying to figure out how much to run with what you want to run with and how much to challenge some of your basic assumptions about why you're in the situation you're in.
1: I mean, you can challenge me. That's fine.
0: So, the first thing, Derek, is like, you know, so you kind of talk about getting knocked on your ass and like you sound like a really resilient person. And I think you are, right? Yeah. You're kind of, you're, you're painting us this picture of like, you're like the underdog and there's someone who's envious and maligned against you. And then you kind of get, You get knocked down and then you kind of get isolated and you move back home. Like, it's still a little bit unclear to me why a falling out with one person causes you to move an hour and a half and or somehow is related to, like, all of these job shifts. And then, like, you're kind of talking about, like, job shift after job shift. Like, you kind of, like, get, like, you're working at the club and, like, that's not paying your rent. So, fine, you decide to leave. And then something happens, and then like they're not like you recognize that you're not going to get paid sufficiently from this job. And then you move to the next job, and they're kind of like, "Yeah, we need you to do some field experience." And it sounds like you really advocate for yourself because you kind of go in there and you're like, "I don't understand why this isn't working for me." Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the the impression that I'm getting from your story is that you're basically someone who gets knocked on your ass, you get up again, you you fight the good fight, you kind of roll with the punches, and like you're kind of like you know, you're like the underdog.
1: Yeah. You've got
0: some solid, like, Samwise Gamgee-level shit going there, <laughs> right? So, and I think that, that this is, like, that sort of makes sense, but then there are some things that, like, sometimes I'm just a little bit confused about. Like, you know, what's going on at the job where you walk in and you're like, I don't understand how this is leading to the office job, that then they, like, walk... Like, so, do you think that someone... Do you think that if if I go to a job and I say, "Hey, I don't understand how the work that I'm doing is like aligned with like the future role that I'm supposed to have,"
1: mm-hmm. what
0: percentage of people do you think say that and get fired within like minutes or an hour?
1: I mean, I don't know. I just know that I there was a day where literally all I did the whole day was clean machinery and thought, I don't understand how this relates to me sure. helping with projects, administering products. Absolutely. And, and the thing is, is the reason I just like. I was trying to tough through it and was like, listen, this is a good paying job. There's a lot of opportunity in this. And I was like, something did feel right to me, like my gut feeling. And I basically, whenever something like that happens, I don't really act impulsively. I'll ask around and kind of ask people who I think are wiser than me. Uh And they were like, yeah, that doesn't smell right. You need to talk to them and figure out what's going on.
0: Sure. I think that that makes sense. So, what I'm hearing from you is that that you're basically a victim of your circumstances.
1: Um, I mean, I definitely, I think, play that up too much sometimes.
2: Ah. What's that about?
3: Uh, absolving responsibility.
0: Okay. What does that mean?
1: Um... Not taking responsibility. I don't. It's like victim. It's just I don't know. I'm trying to grow out of it. I know that I like tend to be a victim. Yeah, but it's so hard. Like, so
0: like, I want everyone to like. I'm going to start asking a couple of questions. So I think you're right. So but the, the problem here, Derek, is that you understand intellectually what I'm trying to ask because you're a really fucking good actor, right? You're good. You're very good. So I I want to ask Twitch at something. Um, do you guys like? I I would guess that y'all like Derek. You're rooting for Derek. I would also guess that you respect him. You like him. Like, you want to be his friend. Right? Like, he's a cool guy. And, like, the world is against him, and his friend is an asshole, and the people in his job are taking advantage of him. And then even when I, like, call attention to it, like, Derek is not going to, he's not going to, like, get caught. So when, when, when we, like, put our, our eyes on Derek, Derek's like, okay, so now what I have to do to get them to like me is I have to own up to my shit. Because that's what gets people excited, is owning up to my shit. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to say, yeah, I absolve responsibility. This fucking psychiatrist, he's going to eat that shit up. Because, like, man, that's what he's here for, right? He's here to help these people who, like, don't live up to their responsibility. I'm going to give him exactly what he wants to. It's like, here you go, Dr. K. Here's the spoon. <laughs> Open wide. The airplane is coming. Um, You see that, Derek? Yep. So what's really going on? Like, like, what's, like. So I, I think I think you're right, and it's reflexive. You don't actually control it. Mm-hmm. In a bizarre way, you owning up to the fact that you absolve responsibility is actually you absolving yourself of responsibility. Yeah. Do you see that? Like, it's it's kind of fucked up, but you're saying, like, yeah, I have a problem with absolving myself of responsibility, so, like, nothing I can do about that, and I'm working on it. I'm working yeah. on it. Are you feeling okay, Derek? Is this Okay.
1: I'm, no, this I'm fine. You. It's okay. just, I'm having a moment of self-reflection right? Good. or not. It's kind of not self-reflection, but it's like, yeah, you caught me.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so first of all, Derek, it's important to recognize that like, so you see these things about yourself, right? So yeah. what happens when you, when you have this kind of like victim orientation, so you're mm-hmm. very charismatic, right? So I think that like part of the problem is that like, I think you have some things in your tool belt, which allow you to propagate a fundamentally bad strategy. So you're charismatic and you know how to talk to people. So I think you land jobs that you fundamentally should not be landing. And you can try to Absolutely. hide your, you can try to hide your smile all you fucking want to, but that's okay. Right. So what, so let's think about that for a second. Right. So like what, cause I think what's happening is you, you overpromise and you're like a really good salesman. So people hire you for shit that you have no reason to be hired for. And then then I mean, like and then when you show up and they ask you to do actual work, you're like I'm not here to work.
1: Yeah. I don't I mean I just don't like working, but that's just like life.
0: <laughs> yeah, so but but think about that for a second, right? So when you show up like you're like, "Man, I need a job." And it started with the first word, right? It started with I have a job that I can tolerate. Yeah right? So it's like, but then you show up and like, you're not going to give your A game. And I think people at some point start seeing sort of like your real, your genuine amount of investment in the thing. And then like, it's strange to me that you have a conversation, which sounds fully reasonable, which is you go to them and you ask them like, how is the work that I'm doing related to like my prospective job description? Could you be taken advantage of? Like, absolutely. Did they sell you for the wrong kind of job? Absolutely. And it sounds like you were on the fence before that conversation. Yeah. That they had seen something about your, your work ethic or the way that you showed up, and were already thinking about like whether you were going to be a good fit or not.
1: Well, that was their argument, too, is they said, like, well, it shouldn't matter whether you're doing labor or not. You should have a work ethic that goes across the whole thing. But I was like, I don't know if I agree with that.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, so I think you, you, they were hiring you for, like, a project manager role?
1: E kind of, like, yeah. basically assistant to the project manager.
0: Yeah, so, I, I mean, I think that there, there are two possibilities just in your particular scenario, and I'm curious what you think. One is that they were taking advantage of you, which happens a lot, unfortunately. Yeah. That they hire you for one prospective job, and then they shuttle you into something else. The other option is that sometimes being a project manager, like, if I'm running a medical clinic, it sure helps if I've been a doctor right? If I'm, like, managing and I understand the different, like, parts of the thing involved, like, the the most successful business people that I've seen are actually from, like, like, are are people who are, like, programmers, for example, and then go back and get their MBA and then, like, go to work at Google. So, like, I have someone like that in my practice. And so he understands what it's like to be a programmer. Maybe they were putting you on that track. I'm not sure. Maybe they were just taking advantage of you. I'm not
1: sure. I mean, to be honest, too, it's, like, I never really wanted to do these jobs. I was lying to myself to go do them.
0: Yeah, okay. So,
1: so I th- that was all factor.
0: Yeah, so I think that, that that's the big, basic problem, right? Is I think you lie to yourself quite a bit. And I think like you lie to yourself in a really good way. Like you're really good at it. And I'm not quite yeah. sure what's going on there.
1: Um, it's cause I'm from a family that is a perspective of, I mean, I'm also Booleus's brother. So that's also like a thing. Um, okay.
0: What kind of thing but, is that, uh, does that mean?
1: I don't know. It's just like, like I, maybe they'll add some context to the, okay. The situation. But, um, the, the, our family is very like tough through it. Right. It's like, you know, it's not about stop whining, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Just tough through it. So lying to myself is a way of saying, listen, stop being like a baby about it. Just fucking get through it. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So where do you think we need to go to help you out? I don't know. So I'll let me let me try to offer you something. So when I asked you, like, what was the deal with with like that, that getting rejected by your friend and moving home? You said I, that's yeah. not really what I want to focus on. I've kind of moved past that. Yeah. Right. Which I, I think you have, but I think you move past that the way that you move past a lot of other things, which is that like you move past it, but you don't necessarily move through it. Right. So what's going like, like, so I, I get Derek, that you're being honest with me. And at the same time, I get the sense that like, we're missing something important about the way that you move through life. And I can show you—I can try to, like, look under the rug, but I'm not quite sure what's— Like, I can see that you're kind of bullshitting, kind, kind of. Like, not really, like, because you're being honest. But that, that there's yeah. a lot of bullshit with the way that you're—here's what There's
1: I mean. a narrative. I'm yes. giving you a narrative. I'm not giving you a yes. full story.
0: Yes, exactly. So I, you literally took the word in my, out of my mouth. I was thinking about narrative. And there's also—we're going to be—hold on. Narrative. I want you to read something, okay? What the fuck? <coughs> okay, I'm going to be a research Andy. You ready?
1: Put, can you put it in the Discord call? I'm not looking at Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th-
0: that's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely put it in the Discord call. But I'm going to just put it in Twitch real quick. This is a great paper. Here we go. Okay, so... So this is a great paper. So I think you're you're spot on. I think the key word here is narrative. You're building a narrative identity for yourself that is leaving out some things. Mm-hmm. And so what is, why do we build narrative identities like that? What does that let you do,
1: Derek? Um, I mean, it's the same thing you talked about with my brother, where you, you get to orchestrate a image of yourself, right? So... You know, maybe I was lazy at these jobs and maybe that's why I did get fired.
0: I think and so. Maybe but.
1: I mean, yeah, I was. Like definitely. But it's because I mean, it, it just is, but it's also because my heart wasn't in it. Like there sure. there are things that I'm doing that it's just like I don't want to fucking do these things. And because I live in such a city that's so expensive, sometimes you just have to kind of like work a job you don't like. Yeah, just you you sell to out. To yeah.
0: Yeah. And how do you feel about that?
1: I fucking hate it, and I want to move away. I want okay. to go move somewhere where I can work part-time and fucking, like, progress my skills that I care about instead of working What's, all these jobs I don't.
0: What skills do you care about?
1: Um, I don't know. Like, I want to do design work, and I think, like, all the thing is, too, is all these jobs that I've done for short periods of time have also kind of coasted me towards what I want to do, And kind of taught me about what I think I would want in a career. Because I don't really know, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Derek, how Um, old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 22. Okay. Okay. So you're still... I view that as young. What do you think?
1: I feel like my time is dwindling. And I think that's also a big factor. Oh, yes.
0: Certainly. (laughs) Right? So what does that mean? Your time is dwindling. That's great. Sand in the hourglass uh, I mean, is running out.
1: Yeah. It, because I, I think the reason why is because I came, I come from like the electronic music background and um, I was in a community full of like, you know, these amazing electronic producers who are like 15. And so for me, I felt like my time is running out because like there are these kids that are like 16, 17 who have these amazing skills and like, Mm-hmm. All this, and it's like, I'm 19 and I have nothing to show for, or 20 and I have nothing to show for, and I'm just like this schmuck who spent all his days playing video games instead of doing anything productive, or anything that really I I value, right?
3: Yeah. So, How yeah. are
0: you able to say that with a smile on your face?
3: Uh,
1: Because it's genuine. I don't know. I, How does I feel... it feel to say that? uh feels good i mean i don't really have an issue being honest and being genuine about like because it just is that's kind of my perspective it's just like Mm -hmm. it is what it is and everyone has their own issues and troubles so saying something like that doesn't doesn't bother me
0: what do you think about that though do you do you think your time is running out
1: yeah i get panic attacks about it a lot actually that i feel like
0: okay go ahead
1: Yeah, that I feel like I'm, like, going to die or something. Like, I'll be walking down the road and, like, feel like a stray car is going to hit me and that kind of shit. And I think think it stems from, it got worse after I was in the hospital. Because I'm also a type 1 diabetic. So Mm -hmm. that's also, I've been diabetic literally as long as I can remember. I got diagnosed at, like, a year old. Yeah. So that's a whole other facet to my life. Sucks, Uh, man. I mean, it is what it is. I don't know what it's like without it. It's not like anything was taken away from me because I've had it since I was... Anyways, yeah, so...
0: Yeah, so what do you think would be more productive? We've got one of two directions. And if if you're at a loss, we can tap Twitch chat because they're so wise. So one is like, I I do think... um, So I think you've got kind of two problems, Derek, that I can see. One is that... The narrative that you weave for yourself, while you're okay with authenticity, I think you're okay with like being eighty percent authentic. Like, yeah, you know what I mean.
1: Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Why don't you explain it? it,
0: Why don't you explain it to other people for people
1: who don't understand? Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, it's like the image, right? So it's like if I come off as a super authentic, genuine guy then I give out, you know, 50% of my authentic, whatever I'm comfortable showing.
0: Yes, that's it, right? So you're like, I'm an open book. I can talk about diabetes. I can talk about my feelings. I'm an open book. It's just the way it is. I'm honest. I'm likable. I'm genuine. But only the things in the showroom, right? Like, don't go into the basement. Exactly, yeah. So you're like 100% authentic 80% of the time. Yeah. And so there's a 20%, which I think that we can talk about that, right? But that's going to be uncomfortable for you because that's the exact thing that you try to avoid getting into.
1: Yeah, we could do that. I mean, yeah, you don't gain growth from being comfortable, so.
0: Okay. The other thing that we can talk about is the sense of like the sand in the hourglass running out. Yeah. Which is authentic, but it's part of what you choose to show.
1: I think the unco- i want to go with the more uncomfortable one okay
0: so tell tell me how you're full of shit derek uh <laughs> i don't
1: I don't know how'm full okay. of shit
0: okay so sorry if that was a, a dick thing to ask, but I'm just wondering if if that would have struck a chord um is a long shot so tell me about this friend
1: what happened um so so i I had this friend uh we met. Through one of my buddies in school. We were close friends for about two years. Uh we lived together. So I lived with five of my friends. We lived in a house of six. It's kind of like a frat house, except we were all depressed and played video games. So it wasn't really a frat house.
0: Sounds awesome. Uh
1: yeah, we would play like Smash Bros and stuff. It was sick. It was really fun. But um it was also really unhealthy. There was a lot of passive aggression in the house. A lot of us didn't know how to express our feelings. The house was a mess. Lots of stuff. Just a lot of issues that got swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one person who I had the most issues with was one of my close friends. And he was like. Def- he was also like a, a showman. More so than me. Oh, wow. Um, okay. he's He's more of a showman than me. Because like. On right now, I come off as this like super fucking genuine whatever guy. But in real life, I'm generally very closed off and and quiet um, and don't have much to say. And that's I've gotten a lot better over time. But initially, I was very quiet and like closed off, very judgmental. Kind of that guy that was like, "Why did he say that?" Just you could tell like I was judging everyone in the room. Okay, but I'm not so much like that anymore um okay and and he all, he he kind of saw me as like a little brother okay um so, so he's older we're, he's older yeah he's about two years older and we were very similar as well that's the thing too we're very similar sounds
0: like it I like um, said he's a showman too
1: yeah but he's it's extra um and he had his own issues we had a very similar upbringing
0: and what do you um, mean by that
1: our family dynamic. I don't want to get too much into it because, okay. You know, in the house. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah. So we had very similar family dynamic, like related really, really hard over that kind of stuff, you know, but he would kind of terrorize me sometimes. Um, and I don't deal well with conflict and he thrived off conflict.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, how would
1: he so, terrorize you? Um, I don't... I've kind of, like, suppressed all this shit because I just, like... It was kind of one of those things where it would happen. He would feel bad about it, but he would never apologize. And I would definitely play the victim as well. So it's like I was never in the wrong. He was always in the wrong. So it was kind of... I don't know. It was just this really toxic relationship. And it basically yeah. got to a point where um what would he do okay so let me actually explain the situation that stopped us from caused me to leave so basically what happened was we were living in this house it was super messy all the time and it got to the point where at first i was super messy and i was a part of the problem then over time i was like fuck this i'm tired of this it's gross i'll clean up and i'm not gonna do it for like acknowledgement i just want to clean up to clean up because like that's the only way it's gonna happen so I would clean up, you know, and I wouldn't and it was never a situation of like, hey, guys, by the way, I just cleaned all the dishes. Just so you guys know, it was always like, just clean them, whatever. And so um, I came home one day after the gym. I was with his brother, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, And so we came back and he was like, oh, we just cleaned the house. Like, go clean that pot. He was like bossing me around and I hated that I was really annoyed I didn't like that at all and so I was like no I'm not cleaning that pot like I clean up all the time like I'm not doing it like I'll I'll do it later but I'm not doing it right now and he basically starts yelling at me and talking down to me and I was like I'm not dealing with this I'm going to my room so I went to my room and he was like I can't believe you're doing this basically starts messaging me on Facebook sends me this long like paragraph about how shitty of a person i am how childish i am how immature i am which i think i don't know it was just it was this whole thing and i was just like you know what my mom had also offered at that point if i need to move back in she would let me so at that point i was like you know what? after this i'm just leaving and none of my friends backed me up either no one defended me they just kind of watched what happened and then they just like let it happen. And then I went up, and it was just like this, this thing. When you say
0: thinking, that they let it happen, what did they, so did you, what did they let happen?
1: They just watched him yell at me and antagonize me. That's what I feel like happened. Yeah. Um, I just felt like they watched them antagonize me, him antagonize me and yell at me. And I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to my room. I can't deal with this. Yeah. Like, I just don't.
0: How did that feel to be yelled at in front of them? How did you feel?
1: Uh, I, I've always felt like a younger brother and I never felt like a lot of them respected me. um, Because I was the youngest in the house, a lot of them were older than me. So I always felt like the little brother of the house. And Mm -hmm. I, because I never stood up for myself, I was always the one who would take the piss and like, you know take much most of the shit and they would always roast me and it was never like evenly distributed yeah so yeah it was just it was just i don't know
0: okay so how did it feel though
1: uh terrible i felt betrayed i felt like i didn't have any friends in that house i felt like alone and i was like i don't know just i at that point i was like are these even my friends mm-hmm. you felt are these even people
0: Betrayed, abandoned. Yeah. How did you feel when this guy was like? So that's how you felt towards the other people, the spectators, the other people in the house. What about towards the the guy who was abusive?
1: Um. I. I was just like done with his shit at that point. I was like, listen, man, if you want to talk about this at another time, that's fine. But right now is not the time because. I I understood that when someone's emotional you can't have a logical you know back and forth like n- there's nothing productive that's going to come from that so i basically said listen like i have nothing to say right now like when when we both calm down we can talk later but i don't want to talk about this right now and he just kept going and i was just he would just back me into a corner physically well m- f- yeah Not physically. Conversationally, but that's kind of his tactic, is he'll back you into a corner.
0: How does he do that?
1: Like yelling at you. like Not physically backing you into a corner, but...
0: Does does he yell at other people in the house?
1: No, it was always only me.
0: I bet he started... How long ago did you move?
1: Uh, I moved in July.
0: I would bet money that he's found someone else to beat up on.
1: Maybe, I don't know. He's addicted to Apex now, so Okay. anyways, that's unrelated.
0: So did you feel, um, so let me ask you this. Did you, I, I mean, I could imagine that you would have felt like humiliated when he was doing that in front of everyone.
1: Yeah, yeah. and And the fact that no one was there to acknowledge what, no one acknowledged what happened after I left. Okay. Basically, I didn't talk to any of them for a week, and then I just left.
0: Um. And has that happened? Have you felt that way before? Have you been in a scenario where you felt, like, humiliated and that there were, like, other people who should have stepped in and, and helped you and they didn't? Yes. Tell me about that.
1: That was my upbringing, which, you know, that okay. that's why I think it bothered me, because that was kind of my upbringing.
0: Okay. And you don't feel comfortable talking about that?
1: Mm, No, not during the context of, but yeah, I mean, to put it in perspective, I feel like that whole scenario is kind of my upbringing in a nutshell.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's talk about it a little bit. So I'm, I'm struggling Derek, because on the one hand, I I definitely want to respect your privacy. I really do. And on the other hand, I think that's where the money is. So I'm going to try to talk around it. Okay. And if I, like, get too close, you just let me know and we're just going to shift gears.
1: Is that fair? I mean, you know what? Even if she hears whatever. Because it is what it is. And we did talk about it. And I think she realizes, like, I didn't talk to my mom for two years. Okay. Because this was the kind of person she was before I stopped talking to her.
0: So and what kind of person is that?
1: The way my old roommate treated and we also had a falling out and i ended up leaving i moved in with my dad for a couple months and i didn't talk to my mom for two years and then i saw my mom when i was in the hospital and it was a weird fucking moment because i basically basically what happens i went to hypoglycemic shock um and my roommates found me on the on the couch like like fucking hyperventilating, and like they thought i was fucking with them they didn't think it was real um and then basically woke up in the hospital and was like lucid and or not lucid, but in and out of consciousness. And I just remember seeing my mom and just in that moment was like, I, I just need to move past this whole situation and just move forward. I just had this weird moment where I was like in and out of consciousness for like 12 hours and saw her and was like, I'm just going to forgive her for all that happened and move past.
0: And how did you do that?
1: I don't know. I just was, I was like half conscious.
0: Have you forgiven her?
1: Um, no, I don't think so.
0: Okay. So Derek, I this is going to sound kind of weird. I think half of your problem is that you just move past things. Yeah. So you say, yeah, like you understand what I'm trying to say. I think that that sounds vague. I think I know what I'm talking about, and I think you know what I'm talking about. Why I know don't you, exactly
1: what you're talking about.
0: Why don't you explain it to everyone who's watching?
1: It's like if someone passes away, instead of grieving, you just move past it. I don't know Absolutely. how else to put it.
0: Right? So we see that in your life. Done with mom. Onward and upward. Get into yeah. these roommates. Fuck those guys. Done with them. Onward and upward. Back at home. Things with, my, with mom are kosher, but they're not. You're done with this job, onward and upward. You're resilient. Yeah. You're going to roll with the punches. Like, you use all this language that's really positive. I think it's adaptive, right? It helps you survive. But I think, like, the, the most, like, crazy thing about, like, mental health and what holds us back is the shit that protects us is actually what keeps us from growing. Yeah. That, like, you can go into, like, turtle mode. And then you don't die, but like when you're in turtle mode, like your movement speed is reduced, your accuracy is reduced, your damage output is reduced, and you gotta like get out of turtle mode at some point.
1: Yeah, I think I've been in turtle mode for like the past eight years. Yeah. And I, I think, think that's where I'm at.
0: Yeah. So now we get to the money, which is like, why did you get into turtle mode eight years ago? And it's an oddly specific number, right? It's like it you didn't say for years. You didn't say my whole life. You said I've been in turtle mode for eight years. I so don't have a, a specific Yes you specific. do. Like we just I date. don't. I really don't. Okay. Why do you say eight years?
1: It was just a number that came to mind. I there's no like I genuinely there is no like okay. specific moment. Um I don't know. I what just was say your eight.
0: life like when you were fourteen or fifteen?
3: Um I was a shithead student. I would just play video games all day. I didn't get good grades uh i didn't want to try
2: because
3: yeah
0: how did your mom treat you back then
1: same way as my roommate backed me into corners was frustrated didn't know what to do with me didn't know how to you know how to basically she didn't know how to she saw there was a problem but didn't know how to deal with it
0: and so what did she do
1: just like antagonized me would yell at me think that thought that punishment was the solution Mm
0: -hmm. how did she make you feel
3: terrible in what way uh like a lack of (sighs) self-worth
0: okay give me a second so the first thing is like terrible is like a it's like a it's a number right? It's not, and it's a general direction, but it's not an actual feeling. I mean, it is a feeling. Mm-hmm. But one can feel terrible for any number of reasons. <coughs> like, terrible <coughs> is like an amplitude. hmm So what is the
2: flavor or color of the feeling?
3: Mm, alone. Yeah. Just, like, isolated. Did she
0: hu- humiliate you? Yes. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. so what happens when you get humiliated what do you do like turtle yeah and what is turtling what is the what is what what is turtling look like to people on the outside
3: uh what do you mean
0: like what like so what have we talked about in your life that is like what the what turtling looks like like what are your behaviors of turtling
1: I just moved past it.
0: Yeah, right? You move on. So that's what's going on in your life. Like you you're you're like you're like a butterfly. Like you move from like this flower to this flower to this flower, and any time that there's an insult, like that's what like something shakes and then the butterfly moves on. And and the reason that you don't have any kind of like forward momentum is because you can't actually like you're like a nomad. Yeah. And what you need to do is like I mean, like I know no one plays r t s these days, but like like are you familiar with starcraft yeah, okay, so like you know in starcraft, like you have like a nexus or a hatchery or a command center yeah, like you're so you're fucking you know what long distance mining is no okay but... so you're you're basically like long distance mining, so the Terrans have this thing called a command center, and the command center can lift off and like move to other places, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the problem is, like, you just settle down in some random-ass spot that's nowhere near minerals, and you send your, like, 10 SCVs to, like, mine for minerals that are, like, far away. Like, some shitty job that barely pays your bills. And then after a little while, like, like a few Zerglings show up and they start attacking your command center, so it's like, everybody lift up, we're moving somewhere else. You can never, like, you're never building a base, you're, like, not laying down roots. You kind of talk about these 15-year-old kids who are producing stuff, and, like, you're not producing anything, that's because you're not fucking mining anything. Your mining is so inefficient, you're just moving on from thing to thing because you don't know how to deal with a couple of zerglings. Yeah. So we got to teach you how to like, instead of moving past stuff, like sit with it, right? To actually process it. Like you say that, like I I know that you've moved past your conflict with your mom and that in a lot of ways it sounds like, because the other thing is you test very highly on the sociopathy scale. I don't mean that in a bad way. I test highly too. So like you understand how people work Hmm. and like you understand how to get them to do the things that you want the problem is that like sometimes the things that you need to get them to do and yeah everyone sees your smile (laughs) and the things that you need to get them to do at some point become things that you yourself cannot give them right right like you can half-ass stuff. like the good thing is that you can make like a half-assed cake like you can make a hollow cake look really good but it's like hollow on the inside so eventually they're gonna like cut into it and they're gonna see that there's nothing on the inside the other thing is you know how to fill the cake but you're just not willing to do it (coughs) and i'm not quite sure why that is but i think it has something to do with the running away from the zerglings and so my question to you derek is like what like how can we like what is one thing like how I don't know what setting down roots for you actually looks like. That's something I'm going to need your help with. Like, I can tell you that I think this is what's going on, and I think we're both on the same page. So that's what's going on. How do we get you to, like, sit in one spot?
1: I don't know. I really don't. Because if I had known, I feel like I would be there.
0: Absolutely. I, I hear you. So I think this is going to be tricky. So um, what's your relationship with your mom like now?
1: Uh, it's kind of... Reflected off me. It's kind of on my brother right now.
0: How do you feel about that?
1: Um, it's fucked up, but I'm glad it's not me.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, you recognize there's something wrong about it, but... So I'm going to ask you this question. So I I think that there's an element of something else with that roommate that's going on with your mom, which is you said one day that, like, you decided to clean because that's the only way it's going to happen. Like, you remember when you said that? You kind of said it in passing. Mm -hmm. Why are you smiling? I'm just smiling. Okay. So, um, like, I can imagine there are a lot of other ways to clean the house besides you just sitting down and cleaning it. Right, right. like like you can have a conversation with your roommates or you can try, maybe you've tried before and it didn't work or whatever. I'm sure you did. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, like you said that you're kind of conflict-averse. And so I think there's a, there's a certain conflict-averse element that is kind of relieved that like you're in the shadows. It's like you're mm-hmm. long-distance mining and the Zerg seems to have like, your ally is in another part of the map and they're like, the Zerglings are heading over there. So you're like, okay, I have some time to kind of like settle and rebuild yeah and and so I, I, I don't I don't think that I think you're genuinely not happy for him and that you care about him and at the same time you can't you, you can't help but feel some degree of relief mm-hmm. and, and my sense is that the simplest thing that I can think of is like you gotta start at home other question that I have is kind of random I don't know if this is o- overstepping but would your mom be willing to come on stream uh I, actually, there's there are two other questions that, that start with that. Would you want her to, and would Buleus want her to? So that's the first question you guys have to answer. This is what I'll tell you, is that if you both want her to, and she is willing to, I'm happy to.
1: I just, that's not, that's such a, like, foreign concept to me. I'm not Absolutely. opposed to it. Yeah. It's just, I don't, it's more her. Okay. I don't, I don't so no, I think you
0: be- and Buleus need to talk about it first, because my first responsibility is to the two of you.
1: My my first instinct is she's going to say no. And sure.
0: I think that's a reasonable instinct to have. And at the same time... So here's what I think could scare you about that. Is like, you're authentic, authentic 80% of the time, but you don't know what that's going to show. That's part of the 20%. Yeah right and she may be she may not want to i mean of course like so so i i really am honest about everything the first is that you have to be okay with it the second is that bulius has to be okay with it and neither of if, if neither of y'all are okay with it that's fine yeah. the third thing is that she has to be okay with it
1: i think the only way it would happen is if it wasn't on stream that that would be the only way personally i would feel comfortable with it
0: okay that's fine so so good i'm i'm glad you're being honest right so you're setting a line and you're saying, actually, I'm not okay with that. So yeah. then the question becomes, if you're okay with exploring that for a few minutes, and if we've gone too far, you let me know and I'll back off. Yeah. Um, because I, I think the reason I ask about your mom is because I think that's the root, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's like, you felt humiliated and you learned how to move past stuff without, you learned how to like start migrating. You learned how to become a nomad, like in your own home. Mm-hmm. And there were things that she would say to you and things that w- she would do to you and, and she didn't know what to do and you didn't know what to do. So you guys just up and moved. And so my sense is that like, if that's where the problem is, like, that's where, that's where we've got to start. Right. And, and at this point, there's also like a common denominator. So like, I'm, I'm kind of like w- mentally wondering, like, I talk to you, I talk to Booleus, but like, what if I just talked to your mom?
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah
0: and and sometimes when it comes to the people that I actually work with, you know, we bring parents and and other people like spouses and stuff like that into the picture when the time is appropriate. But I can see that this I, that that's the most uncomfortable thing I've ever said to you so we can just go
1: I it. no, it's fine. It's just it's I think that is. I think and I think if she saw the greater good in that, she might do it if because at this point, like, not, not to wrap my brother up, but my brother's not doing great in his personal life right now. So, yeah. mate, her, she's frustrated. She doesn't know what to do. And so, she's kind of just as hands off and hopes the best for my brother. But And she did the same thing with me. I had to figure a lot of stuff out on my own. Because um, we were very sheltered growing up, so we kind of had a late start to life.
0: What does that um, mean, you were sheltered growing up?
1: because of our so my brother's also diabetic as well actually Mm. um that sucks so because of that um like we weren't really allowed to go outside and stuff because Mm. she was fearful of like our diabetes and was worried about like what if something went wrong and that kind of stuff which led
3: to um you know
1: just very sheltered like me and my brother never really did a lot of things. We didn't have a lot of money growing up either, so we didn't really have hobbies. We didn't play sports. We didn't play instruments, nothing. I was in drama a bit for high school, but mm. that was about it. Uh, so we just played video games. That was like our only real hobbies, which what is you, not...
0: What did you like about video games?
3: Uh, they were an escape.
0: From what?
1: From the shitstorm that was our personal life
0: and how is your life a shitstorm
1: i mean i didn't do very well in school either and i got lucky that i ended up applying to a university right in grade 12 and ended up getting in in the first Mm -hmm. semester and was like oh shit like i i have i've never felt satisfied with my work ethic i know that i'm lazy Mm -hmm. and it bothers me and i don't know how to not be lazy okay um and so for me like everything i've ever achieved feels like luck
2: yeah okay
0: (sighs) i have to just think about how to tie this together okay yeah so derek What kind of person feels, what, what, I don't know how to ask this. What kind of person feels like um, everything that they've
3: achieved is due to luck? Um,
1: I don't know. What do you mean, what kind of person?
0: So what has to, what, what, how, so if, if I go around and, and I believe that everything that happens in my life is due to luck, what do you think I think about myself?
1: I don't have high self-worth because I don't believe that anything I've done
3: has... Anything I do doesn't...
1: It's not like... Anything I do does not create impact. It's solely luck. It's all external forces. So so
0: all of your accomplishments are not due to you. They're due to something else. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not you that creates your successes. It's like circumstance. Yeah. So then let me ask you about about this, like, if you are not capable of anything, if you're not capable of achievement,
2: why bother? Yeah. So you're not lazy, you
0: just, it's kind of like... So you know, I used to play Skyrim,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and in Skyrim there are these big mountains, (coughs) and i would mm-hmm. climb some mountains and like if you like muddle around for a little while you can get to like a the top of a big mountain and sometimes in skyrim you reach the edge of the world right and like you know in a game when you reach the edge of the world and like i never tried to climb the mountains at the edge of the world why not
1: cuz you know
3: there's no reward
0: yeah so like the reason that you can't the reason you're lazy is because You look at a mountain, you think, oh, that's the edge of the world. So there's, like, no fucking point. Yeah. Right? And so this has to start with, you have to start with, like, understanding that you have agency in this world. That mountains are climbable. But as long as, like, you're you're living in a life where you have, like, one square meter of real estate and on all four sides is the edge of the world or unclimbable mountains that are Mm -hmm. futile to climb. So it's it's not that you're lazy. It's just that you're there's like like you just don't the part of your brain that calculates the value of effort. The reward is impossible. So why the fuck bother? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like you're not actually lazy. This is very important to understand.
1: Yeah.
2: So what do we do? And like, with?
1: I mean, the thing is too is like if I think logically, I have done things that. I guess, on paper are impressive. Yes. And I've done things that a lot of people could never say they've done. Yes. Um, but they don't, f- they I feel
0: have, like
1: they're never enough.
0: I have, yeah, because they're not. You're right. Okay, beautiful. Okay, so we're going to do a couple things then we got to switch uh, to our next interview in a few minutes. But okay, brilliant. So, Derek, the first thing is, do you know how many hours and with how many people I spent trying to fix my audio? Yeah. No. like 8 or 9 like 3 people, 4 people. Yeah. You know how how quickly you fixed my audio? Like 10 minutes. Less, 5 minutes. You're like, I don't know what the fuck all this stuff is. Just move all the dials back to the normal position and just try that and it worked. It's brilliant, yeah. right? So like people spend, you know, lots and lots of hours, you know, working on themselves and they come on stream and since I know what I'm doing, people make progress faster and you know what you're doing too. That's why you're able to do what you can do in five minutes. It's not luck. Yeah. Like it's not luck. Now the question is, why is it that despite overwhelming evidence, there's a part of you that ignores all of that evidence and you have a belief about yourself, right? Do you see how that belief doesn't change because of the evidence that's presented? Yeah. And that's because, like, that belief comes from, like, you being humiliated with by your mom. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when you learned, like, you're just not capable of anything. Like, like why aren't you capable, Derek? That's what she was telling you. Mm-hmm. Like, I can, I can move back to eight years ago, and I don't know why you said eight, but I think it's important. There's a part of your brain, like, you just don't pick. You didn't say a while ago, you said eight. So, like, eight years ago was when, like, something happened and you came home from school one day and you, like, have a—she you, saw your report card or something and she's like, why aren't you capable? And that's when you learned a very important lesson, which is that you're not capable. Yeah. Which is that when you get Zerg rushed by two Zerglings and you have 12 SCVs, you can actually use the SCVs to kill the Zerglings. hmm But you just don't believe it. So you up and you move. And so this has to start—your entire life will change if you deal with this emotional sense that you are not capable. <coughs> because as long as you're not capable, as long as you can't win the fight, there's no point in fighting. You're not lazy. Lazy is just like a very surface-level analysis of what your problem is. Mm-hmm. Your problem is that you just don't think you can accomplish anything, so, like, why bother? Like, mm-hmm. it's not lazy, it's intelligent, actually. It's a, it's a good analysis. So I think we have to go back to, and I don't know how that's going to happen or when that's going to happen, but I I think you have to have at some point a conversation with your mom or you yourself have to think about those times and you have to learn how to like, remember what that felt like. And you also have to cultivate feelings within yourself that are going to be different from that because logic isn't going to be enough. Right. Do you feel like you're incapable of something now? Does what the do sense mean? of self-worth still exist? Like, does your lack of self-worth or like a low sense of self-confidence or whatever, like, is that what you feel like? Does it exist within you at all times?
3: Oh, yeah. Can you find
0: course. it? Okay. So I want you to find that thing in you right now. We're going to meditate now. So I want you to find that thing first. Okay. You found it? Sure. Okay, so what is it? Can you describe what it feels like, or it's it's like not really doable.
1: Um, it's like it's like no matter what I start, it's not good enough.
0: Okay, so is that a thought, or is it like a feeling or sensation within your body? That's a thought. Okay, but it. So yeah. I'm going to teach you a different kind of meditation technique today. Okay. And while you're doing this technique, like, so you, you, you say that the thought is ever present, right? Like it's, it has a certain permanence within your mind. Yeah. Okay. Good. I mean, not good. That sucks for you, but I'm glad you're (laughs) able to see that. Okay. So I'm going to teach you a weird meditation practice. It just got blurry. Can you, uh, unblur it? Your, your camera.
3: Is it unblurred?
0: It's not unblurred. Japanese webcam. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Oh, there we go. Okay. So this is going to be hard because I'm going to ask you to take off your headphones because it requires you to put, you're going to have to, we're going to put our our hands on our ears. So uh, hopefully we don't get reverb. Okay. So I, okay. Can you all hear me? Okay. So there may be some reverb. So I'm going to teach you guys something called (laughs) Mudra and Brahmari Pranayam. Okay. Shanmukhi Mudra means closing of the nine gates. So the first thing that I want you guys to do is like... You have this thing I can't really see, but like... You see this flap here? It's called the pinna of your ear. You guys see the pinna? Can you see the pinna? Yeah. So I want you to tuck your thumb behind the pinna and into your ear canal. So it's like the the pinna is over here, and I'm putting it behind and inside. Okay? You guys got that? So you can stop doing that. So we're going to do that with both of our hands in a second. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to show you the other uh places that you you stick your fingers. So one is at the corners of your mouth, right outside the grooves of your nostrils and then on the two the two sides of your eyes. So like this and you're not going to be able to see once you do it and then the thumbs go in the ear. And then it's going to be kind so co- yeah. So so almost so the 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 middle finger goes here, and then your index finger goes on the outside, right? Yep. Good. Yep. And then the thumbs are going to go in the inside of the ear. Can you do that?
1: I need to... Yep. Right here? Yep. You
0: guys should do this at home, too. Yeah, good. Good. Do it. it. We're going to do sign language. Yep. Okay. So, like this. Good. Good. And then the thumb is inside, right? Okay. Now stop. Fingers come down. Good. So now what I'm going to teach you is the brahmari. So that's the mudra and the, the brahmari pranayam. So brahmari pranayam means bee's breath. And so you like to flit around from flower to flower. So we're going to buzz like a bee. So it's just... Mm, got it? Okay. So now we're going to put them together. So, and we're going to do one breath. So lock yourself in and then buzz like a bee. Mmm. Okay, you got it. Okay, do five more, five five breaths. Mm.
2: Five times? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, tell me what that was like.
1: Um, I didn't feel like I was doing it right, so I was more focused on that.
0: What didn't you feel like you were doing right?
1: I was anxious that I wasn't doing it right, and I didn't understand what was going on.
0: Did you buzz like a bee? yeah i went "Mm." okay and what did you feel
2: i don't know okay nothing really take
1: your headset off do it again
0: yeah i'm gonna teach you a slightly different version okay (coughs) okay so we're gonna i mean i so we're gonna go like so inside this 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 and then this one on top on the forehead Buzz like a bee. Mm. Okay, so, Derek, mm-hmm. you were saying that you were feeling like you didn't know how to do it right, right? Yeah. What's your basic problem in life?
3: Um,
1: not knowing, uh, I don't know, my mind is blank right now, I can't think. Okay,
0: so I'll, I'll remind you, your basic problem is that you don't know how to do anything right in life. You yeah. can't do anything right, you're incapable. Yeah. Right? Do you know how to do it right now?
2: Yeah. There it is. Before and after. Mm-hmm. That's it.
0: You just did it. Mm-hmm. You see that? Yeah. You didn't know how to do it right, because that's, that's the thing, right? You, don't have, like, you can't do something, so why bother?
2: Mm-hmm. That's
0: the feeling. I'm not doing it right. And you meditate, and you meditate, and you meditate until that feeling goes away. The more you do this practice, the more that that sensation that you are (coughs) incapable, that you're not capable of accomplishing, will melt away. Like literally, it just happened in your mind. Yeah. You felt it, right? So
2: now here's.
1: I felt like warm, like steam in my brain, and now it just feels empty, but in a good way. Yes, because which thought is missing now? That I'm incapable. Yeah.
0: That thing that's always there, right? You fucking vented that shit out, man. <laughs> you vented it. Just vented it into the ether. It'll come back. It'll come back. But the more you do this practice, the more it'll get vented. And then we have to do lots of other things, but this will get you started.
1: Well, that's fine, because I just committed myself to a month of meditation and daily journals, so I know which one I'm doing for the next month.
0: Fantastic. Questions?
1: uh no i know i i know to do that meditation okay that's my focus
0: any other questions um I mean, have so many questions no okay so i'm gonna take a quick look at our featured chat and see questions that are up on deck and then i think we have to switch <coughs> to our next person in like three minutes yeah what's the difference uh Okay, we're just going to start at the top. What's the difference between actually being depressed or just being plain lazy? So I want you guys to understand that, like, if we talk to Derek, like, he thinks he's lazy, and that sort of makes sense. But in my experience, laziness is a catch-all term for, like, none of the above. Right? Like, laziness is kind of like the, the lazy answer for what your problem is in life. I think all human beings are basically lazy. I'm still lazy. Like, I'm a lazy fucker. Like, it just hasn't changed. And I I think the key to moving forward is recognizing that, like, laziness is actually, there's, like, it's just a catch-all term to describe, like, not doing stuff, right? That's what lazy means. Like, I just don't do stuff. I'm lazy. But, like, what are the reasons that you don't do stuff? Because there can be a thousand reasons why you don't do things. Some of these are related to, like, some scars, which is basically what, what Derek has. So, like, Derek's problem is that, once again, he's on that one square meter of real estate. Like, he's playing Skyrim and he's loading a map where there's nowhere to go. So he's like, I'm just going to hang out on this square meter because, like, there's no point in climbing these mountains because this is the edge of the world and there's nothing beyond. So in his case, laziness is just this—because he's a smart guy, right? So there are a lot of things about his mind that are actually working against him. The first is that he knows what he knows. Like, you know what you know. Like, you know you're right and other people are wrong. Like, you know that. hmm Right? Other people can try to convince you that you're wrong, but you're not going to fucking believe them. Like, once you come to a conclusion, you know what it is. Yeah, I'm very
1: stubborn. Yep.
0: And so that the problem is that since you're very stubborn, combined with the fact that you know that there's no point in doing anything, that results in laziness. So for different people at home, like, I think it takes some time to figure out, like, why are you lazy? Like, what's the reason behind that? And And the cool thing is, like, once you figure out, like, what, what what's underneath your laziness, then you can go about changing it, right? So what Derek needs to do is vent that ever-present thought that he's not good enough, which, like, you couldn't have, I mean, you couldn't have walked into it better than you did, Derek. Like, you're like, I don't know how to do this. I'm not doing it right. Was it luck that you did it right? No.
3: I tried See? again.
0: Yes! That's gonna fucking change your life. Because now you've done something that is yours to own. It's not luck, it's you. And the more that part of you grows within you, the more control you're going to have over your life. The more desire you'll have to actually go out and try something because I tried it again. Right? It's not a roll of the dice. Like sure it's a roll of the dice, but you got to like you can throw those dice over and over and over again. That's it. Um okay. And in terms of depression, so like a motivation can be due to depression, so when you get depressed, you can be anhedonic, which means like you don't enjoy things and and stuff like that, so sometimes that can be i mean it's it's complicated it just depends on the person um okay uh yeah, I don't know, okay, so we're gonna do one more question then we're gonna switch, okay, let me just yep. actually um I'm gonna switch <coughs> so Derek. I just want to thank you for coming on. I'm going to switch back to, like, the different uh, view um, mm-hmm. just because I don't want to, you know, have everyone see my Discord. But I just want to say, dude, so thank you for coming on. Strong work yeah, today. No what, do you, what do you think thank about you. what happened today?
1: Uh, I know where to go. Good. I know what to do. That's, that was my biggest issue because I think you really hit on the nail of the head. It's, like, it's okay to just accept that you don't know what to do and that's kind of why i've been so involved in healthy gamers cuz i'm like okay like at least being here i'm getting closer to where i need to be
0: yeah yeah fantastic man so you just you just take your time like you're still young like i know that you're yeah. comparing yourself to 15 year olds but so I, as i as i tell people oftentimes on the stream i started medical school 1 year after everyone that i all of my friends graduated right like people were like graduating and like going on to become plastic surgeons and pediatric oncologists and they were like what are you up to alok and i was like yeah i'm applying to medical school <laughs> right like they're well on their roads so like you can't compare yourself to other people it's just a waste of fucking time we'll talk about yeah. ego and stuff like that that's that's what that is yeah. um but really thank you for coming on thank you for letting us see the other 20% and diving in because there were a couple of times i don't know if you you noticed but on stream where I gave you permission to back away, and you started to back away. Hmm. And you're like, actually, I don't want to talk about it. And then you said, fuck it. You know, if they hear, what the hell? Like, those are the moments, right? Those are the moments where you're like, this mountain, you were kind of saying like, okay, that mountain's unclimbable. There's nothing on the other side, but fuck it. We're going to go anyway. Yeah, That's you sitting with it. And so sit with it, process your emotions, do this technique, and then hopefully things will turn around and keep us posted, man.
1: Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be a B in a month. What is a Oh yeah, beautiful.
0: <laughs> okay. That's what Thanks I'll a think. lot, man.
1: Bye guys. <laughs>